again to the strange brew podcast my name's jason barnard and that was squeeze and innocence in paradise from their current album the knowledge because i've got the great privilege today to welcome chris difford squeeze guitarist and lyricist who alongside co-songwriter glenn tilbrook has written uh, some of the best songs in uh, english music history really and still producing superb material Let's listen to uh, my chat with Chris, where we talk about a full range of songs from Squeeze's back catalogue and their forthcoming appearance at Cornbury Festival, which is imminent on Sunday the 15th of July. So let's go. Chris, you've got um, Squeeze's playing at Cornbury Festival coming up as part of a a range of uh, festivals that you're playing up until September was it playing shows like Glastonbury a few years back that's that, that's really kind of led Squeeze into playing more festivals? I'd like to play more festivals. I think they're terrific because you turn up, the PA and lights are already there, the crew are there, you can just mince on stage, plug in and off you go. Mm-hmm. So what's not to like? You know, I, I don't, um, you know, I think festivals are terrific. I really, really do. I went to one this weekend and you know, it's just, it's good value for money. You know, you get to see great people and you maybe see 10 acts in one one weekend, which is terrific. Uh, so you're mixing in some new material, like uh, it's, it's Please Be Upstanding is uh, one of the songs that works well live. Yeah, it does. And um, we, we very bravely put it right at the front of the queue and it seems to go down pretty, pretty well. So, yeah, I mean, we're just very lucky to have... Um, a great canon of songs, you know, I think we're, we're just so lucky, um, you know, and um, we've been writing now for so many years that we can call upon as many different songs as, as we as we, uh, as we want, you know. And that's a song that really uh, mixes in the, you know, the raw honesty of your lyrics to, to Glenn's knack for, for melody? Yeah, um, it's a great combination, you know, we've been knocking on that, that door now for 46 years and <clears throat> still um, I still find it absolutely stunning that um, I will go to the studio Glenn will play me a song that he's just written to my lyrics and I just kind of have to pinch myself because I can't quite comprehend how brilliant he is mm-hmm. he's, he's an absolute legend when it comes to writing songs so you know it's always a thrill to be part of that um, part of that journey in my uh, life 
there's two great songs from the knowledge that seem to to have similar themes and that's uh you know kind of a theme of mortality and growing old songs like departure lounge and innocence in paradise is that something that you're kind of aware of you know yeah i'm i'm aware of it not just for me but for parents and for my friends parents so what I'm kind of doing is translating other people's feelings. My parents passed away quite some time ago, but my wife, for instance, has um, parents that suffer from Alzheimer's, and I've written about that, you know. So it's kind of interesting for me to be able to go and write pretty much with an open notebook about anything that I particularly want to. And, um, you know, working with Glenn... He always surprises me because when you give him a lyric, he kind of comes up with the music that you never thought would happen, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, Departure Lounge, it, it does seem that Glenn's kind of had got a bit more of that sonic experimentation on that one in particular. Oh, my God, yeah, he's gone. I don't know what drugs he was on, but it, it took him <laughs> into a fantastic place. It's a difficult song to play live, but we enjoy playing it live, you know.
Do you think that the process of writing your autobiography, Some Fantastic Place, kind of impacted on your songwriting? There's songs like a Patchouli that kind of feeds back to that, that, that sort of earlier era? Yeah, reflection at my age, you know, 63, it's a good time to reflect because once you've reflected, you can respect where you've been and much more so. And I think it's really important for me to be able to look back and own the past in a way that I've never done before because it gives me hope for the future. And so that's why I'm forever sort of delving into the past. And there's a, there's a song from your solo work, 1975, that seems to kind of connect into that period as well. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I've, it's a bit right about the future because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm. So you have to take a punt, really, when you write about the future. But um, it's tremendous to be able to look back and scoop out fantastic memories from the past and just make it happen, you know.
the early tracks that you, you generally always play is Take Me, I'm Yours. And, and that kind of established that blend of um, different tones that you you and Glenn have together in, in terms of singing the songs. Yeah, um, it was accidental, the kind of coming together of uh, octaves, if you like. It still exists in some of the songs that we sing. So I just have a low voice. He has the higher voice and we just make it happen. You know, mm-hmm. it's... Um, it's pretty great, actually. I don't. There aren't many bands that can get away with that kind of stuff. You um you revisited up, up the junction about ten years ago on on Southeast Story, and and that that more acoustic type version really works well in terms of drawing out the lyrics. Yeah, I, and when I do my solo shows, I slow everything down and I do the songs in a different way so that people can hear the lyrics more. I find that Squeeze often plays everything so quickly and so uh, lively which is wonderful and uh, when people come to see me play they don't want me to be playing the same kind of way and I can't play the same kind of way so I slow everything down and just make it happen in a kind of different different way really So through the winter, the weather brass and bitter I put away a tenner, each week to make her better And when the time was ready, we had to sell the telly Late evenings by the fire, the little kicks inside her This morning at 4.50, I took her rather nifty Now to an incubator, where 30 minutes later She gave birth to a daughter Within a year a walker She looked just like a mother If there could be another 
and now she's two years older Her mother's with a soldier She left me when my drinking became a proper stinging The devil came and took me from by the street to bookie No more nights by the telly No more nights that he's smelling Alone here in the kitchen I feel there's something missing I beg for some forgiveness But begging's not my business And she won't write a letter Although I always tell her And so it's my assumption I'm really up the junction One of the, the few singles that you sing lead on is Call for Cats. How did it occur where the that Glenn took the sort of main lead on songs and, and why was it that Call for Cats, you, you took the lead vocal on that one? Um, I don't have any real answer to that other than it just happened that way. Um, I can't remember the, you know, Glenn's much better at remembering these things than me. I kind of can't get in and out of the past in, in that way. I just... It's not that it penned my song very quickly and people wanted to hear it and it became a hit. And it was, uh, it's been like growing a third arm. It's just there. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. And there's also songs like Pulling Muscles from the Shell, you know, which kind of link back to your your teen years again. I've, I've heard that. Some of, some of the influences around that were you know were, were bands like the Small Faces and the Kinks. Do you see yourself in that kind of lineage? Well, I respect them, of course. I'm massive fans, and always have been way before I was in a band. So you know, including the Who, you know, that's part of growing up, really listening to that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I've always felt genuinely in love with that kind of music, music, and it has worn off on a bit of squeeze. Your lyrics have a lot of imagery, and um, do you write poetry and do you write songs, or do you, do you specifically write for for Glenn? Um, when I'm working for Glenn, I'm trying to think about what Glenn would like because um, he's very much the other half. So, so I'm trying to imagine what his, you know, what would excite Glenn. So um, over the years, it's just become second nature to write in a specific way for Glenn, and I pumped into that person whenever I'm in the frame to write with Glenn but you know it's like being a tailor you have to be able to make a suit to fit everybody Um, and I love doing that I really do The Indians send signals from the rocks above the pass. The cowboys take position in the bushes and the grass. The score is with the corporal, she is tied against the tree. She doesn't mind the language, it's the beating she don't need. She lets loose all the horses when the corporal is asleep. And he wakes to find the fire's dead and arrows in his axe. And Davy Crockett rides around and says it's cool for cats, it's cool for cats. The Sweeney's doing 90 cause they've got the word to go They get a gang of villains in a shed up that he throw They're counting out the fivers when the handcuffs lock again In and out at once with the numbers on their names It's funny how the missus always looks a bleeding same And meanwhile at the station there's a couple of likely lads Who swear like as your father and they're very cool for cats They're cool for cats To change the mood a little I've been posing down the pub 
I'm seeing my reflection, I'm looking slightly rough I fancy this, I fancy that, I wanna be so flash I give a little muscle and I spend a little cash But all I get is bitter and a nasty little rash And by the time I'm sober I've forgotten what I've had And everybody tells me that it's cool to be a cat Cool for cats the balance of songs that literally kind of land on your lap a bit like yesterday by Paul, you know, Paul McCartney and which what percentage of songs would you say you have to work on a, a lot more for the lyrics? Uh, all the ones you've heard are all the good ones that didn't take too much <laughs> effort to work on. The ones you've never heard are the ones that I've laboured over for many, many days and they're just shit. <laughs> In terms of songs like that, uh, you know, you're talking about how you write for Glenn. Does that alter the way that you write? in terms of writing a bit more generally as opposed to personally? No, not really. I mean, I, I can be personal with Glenn because we know each other in that way, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't sort of bring that kind of philosophy to it. Mm-hmm. There's lots of sort of ebbs and flows in this, this squeeze story and uh, an, an album that's not noted as a squeeze album, but that, that's got some great tra- tracks on is the Difford and, and Tilbrook album and this songs like Hope Hope Fell Down and stuff. I've read that that's quite a sort of difficult period in terms of yourself and Glenn, but even despite that, you're still able to produce some really great material. In a way, I think we recorded some of our best material when we when the communication wasn't that great. You don't have to be in each other's laps to write songs. You know, you can be... You can be miles apart from each other in many emotional ways because you've grown up together and you know each other in a different way. I, I can't even explain it. I, I, it's kind of just, it's just the shining I guess, that, you, that you can have with various people. And over the years, I've definitely had that with Glenn. And I'm very passionate about that particular record. I think it's, we've never really, worked on any of those songs in a live format because some of them are quite complicated but you know maybe we will in the future who knows 
after Squeeze split in in the late nineties, you embarked on a, a, a solo career. And you know, there's some great, great material, especially the ones that you did with Boo Hooedine. Um, you know, songs like Fat as a Fiddle, you know, the humour there, the lyrics are, you know, really great. Yeah, they are great. And working with Boo again is just like working with yet another genius. He's very funny, he's very unique, and he's he's Boo. You know, he writes great songs and he's a great producer. So just uh, um, somebody that I enjoy working with. We don't spend an awful lot of time together, but when we do get together, it's it's, it's special. So, you know, that's what, that's what you want in life. You know, I'm very lucky to work with some great people in and out of Squeeze, and that's, that's what my journey is all about, really. Greater 
just to close, songs like A&E, great track from, from The Knowledge. Was it your experiences with the NHS that, that, that kind of drew inspiration for that song? Yes, indeed it was. And uh, we're still working with them now. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that political element is increasingly coming to your, to your lyrics? Um, kind of, yeah. I mean, it's not something that I ponder on. It's not that really. Glenn's really good at that stuff, so I let him do all the challenging. That's great. Thanks so much for your time. No problem. Yeah, it was fantastic to speak to you and uh, all the best for, for Combrie and your, your live shows. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Cheers now. Bye. So that you can
Thank you for listening to the Strange Brew Podcast. If you do like the show, please consider supporting me on Patreon. Patrons get access to unedited interviews as they're done, news, plus even access to my exclusive interview archive. All your support goes into keeping the show running and moving forward and getting amazing guests. To support me, just go to patreon.com forward slash strangebrewpod or go to the strangebrew.co.uk forward slash about. Thanks very much and any reviews on your podcasting services are greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.